mighty name, all of God's people said, amen. amen, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for the Lord real quick, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many guys know that some people always ask, why doesn't God answer my prayers? Have you guys ever heard that before? Well, God doesn't answer my prayers. Can I tell you something this morning? The Lord always answers your prayers, right? Every single time He answers your prayers. You want to know how the Lord answers? He either answers one of three ways. Either He's going to say yes, He's going to say no, or He's going to say wait. How many guys know that it's the waiting that's hard sometimes? Amen? Sometimes I'd rather have a straight up yes or a straight up no because I don't like living in that waiting room. Amen? How many guys know that it's waiting on the Lord that makes things a little difficult sometimes? How many guys have ever had trouble just waiting on the Lord? Amen? Waiting for Him. You're praying about something. You need things to happen. And He's not giving you a yes. He's not giving you a no. He's giving you a wait. Amen? You guys been there before? Praise the Lord. See, I used, to, I used to go to my mom and I would say, Mom, you know, she would like promise me something. You guys ever promise your kids something? I'll take you to the store tomorrow, right? I'll, pray you, I'll get you a candy, I'll get you a toy, something like that, right? And I remember my mom would tell me something like that. And guess what? Six o'clock in the morning, Mom, Mom, are we going to go to the store? Right? Yes, mijo, yes, we're going to go to the store. Yes, let me wake up. Okay, okay, in a little, in a little bit. In a little bit. Okay, all right, so... An hour goes by, right? How many guys know that for a kid, an hour is a long time, right? You're waiting. You're anticipating, right? You're ready to go get your candy, go get your toy, right? And so I'm sitting there waiting, looking at the clock. Okay, mom, mom, hey, uh, um, are we still going to go get, get the toy? Yes, me, I told you we're going to go get the toy. Amen. We're going to go get it. Just wait. Give me a little while. How many guys know that parent time takes a long time sometimes? Amen. Right? And see, I would go, and I would wait, and another hour would pass by. And then I would go back to my mom and say, you know, this time a little more cautious. Mom, you guys know about the cautious mom, right? Mom. Kind of do that little, little tap. Mom. <laughs> Josiah, my son does, he comes up to me. Dad, 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 right? And you guys know when the parent, like, they're annoyed, and they already know they told you to wait a few times. They already know they're in the wrong. They should have already took you by that time. And they just don't say nothing. Mom. 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 What? <laughs> well, I told you to wait, right? Come on, am I the only one that that's happened to? Come on, right? And if, I, and if I'm very honest, amen, that's what my kids experience sometimes, amen? Because my, my kid knows he knows, especially with my wife, he knows he'd bugger to death, just bugger to death, bugger to death, bugger to death, and he'll eventually get something. I mean, he may not get exactly what he wants, but he'll get, you know, like a second, second chance prize, amen, right? He'll get something, you know, and so he knows to keep persisting, to keep pushing, right? And, and the word is wait. We hate hearing that word wait. See, if there's one thing that I hate to do, I hate to wait, amen? How many guys just love waiting? Right? It's just your favorite thing to do. I just love waiting. Amen? No, it's not, right? We hate waiting, right? Or am I, am I the only one who hates waiting? You can see, like, when my wife's cooking in the kitchen, right, guess what? You got Big Daddy Shark just going in circles. It's like, 
You almost done? Especially you got some bacon going on. Someone say bacon. Come on, man. You can't resist bacon, right? Right? She's got bacon going on. I'm like, bacon. Right? Just just waiting, just waiting. I'm just like, just like this. Like, it's almost done. And she she'll get mad at me because sometimes I'm like, man, I don't care. I'm, give me that bacon. I'll go grab it from the plate. Right? I'm just like, this is my house. I'm a man, right? <laughs> any any man ever done that before? I'm like, I ain't waiting. Amen. I'm getting my bacon. Amen. But she gives me the look like she's gonna stop cooking. Like, okay, hold up, hold up. Right, I want more bacon, so I better watch my watch my uh, watch myself, right? And so I don't like waiting. But how many of you guys know that this world is filled with people who are waiting for different things in life? Amen? And this morning, I want to talk to you on the subject of waiting on God. I won't keep you too long this morning. I want to speak to you, though, on the subject of waiting on God. How many of you guys have ever heard that term before, waiting on God? Amen. See, people all over this world are waiting for God to do different things in different areas of their life. Can you say amen? There's some people who are waiting on God for that perfect partner to come in their life. They're single and they're waiting for God to bring that right person into their life. They're waiting for that partner that they could spend the rest of their life with. Can you say amen? For some people, they're waiting, amen, for God to intervene in their marriage and to make something good happen. Lord, help my spouse. Help my family. Do something. For some people, they're waiting for their spouse to leave. Hello. Right? Like, man, I can't wait till they leave. Right? That's that's for some people. For some people, they're waiting in a prison cell. Amen? Waiting for that release date. Waiting for the day to see their children again. Waiting for the day to go be able to hug and embrace their loved ones. Amen? Some people are waiting in a hospital, waiting to see a doctor. Amen? There are a lot of different reasons that people wait. Some people are waiting to be, to be healed by God. They, they come to the end of their rope and, you know what, doctors can only do so much. I don't have the insurance. I don't have what I need. And I'm waiting on God. I'm praying on God. I'm seeking God. And I'm waiting for His promises to come true for me. And we got to know that each and every single one of us will have to go through a season of waiting in our relationship with God. We're waiting for answers. We're waiting for a personal breakthrough. We're waiting for the season to change in our life. We're waiting for answers to come through. Right now, there's people waiting in line at Burger King, waiting in line for the, the, the light to turn green. Some people waiting in line at the welfare office. Amen. It doesn't matter. Waiting is something that is a part of life. And I was looking at one report, and it actually said I tripped out on this. It, one report said that, some people spent up to two to three years of their life waiting. Waiting. Waiting in lines. Waiting here. Waiting there. You guys know that that's a long time to be waiting. But when you're a Christian, you have to learn to wait on God. Can you say amen? How many of you guys know that the longer you have to wait, the harder it gets? Amen? Because you want it to come right around the corner. You want that release. You want that thing you're asking for. You don't want to have to keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And sure, you could take things into your own hands, but how many of you guys know that sometimes that don't work out too good for us? Amen? And so we have to continue to wait on the Lord and expect from the Lord and let the Lord work His work in our heart while we're waiting for Him to do what He has to do. Can you say amen? See, and as a Christian, number one, we are commanded to wait on God. Listen, Psalm chapter 27, verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Someone say, wait for the Lord. Wait. That will be one of the hardest things you ever have to do in your Christian life. 
Because a lot of times it makes no sense why we have to wait. Amen? And that is where the wrestling match begins with God. Where we begin to say, Lord, what is the holdup? What's the problem? Hello? Heaven? Do you hear me? You guys ever been there before? Lord, hurry up. Can you put me on the, on the fast track plan, Lord? Because you're taking way too long, amen, to make this thing happen that I need to happen. And see, when you're in the waiting room, when you're in the waiting process, you begin to go through some changes, amen? But the Bible commands us, wait on the Lord. Someone say, wait. wait. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way over the man who carries out evil devices. I like that because David right there, he's writing, he's saying, wait on the Lord. Although you see everyone else getting theirs, hello, has there ever been there before? You look around, you see your friends, you see family members, you see them getting theirs, right? You see it, they're looking good, right? Family looks good, they got cars, they got homes, whatever, they look happy, Lord, what about me? I'm serving you. They're not even serving you, Lord. Right? Hello. Right? And that's where our faith has to kick into high gear and say, I know that I know that I know that the Lord has something for me. Amen? How many of you guys know that that takes a lot of trust? Amen? Because let me tell you something. There's nothing like looking around and see everybody else prospering, looking around and seeing other people having good things happen in their life while you are sitting there waiting, stuck, looking around. And you may put a smile on your face, but deep down in your heart, you are discontent and you're waiting for God to do something for you. That's the waiting room. Amen? The waiting room is never fun. It's never pleasurable. It's always hard. And it's always coming. And you say amen. See, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18 says, Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore He exalts Himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for the Lord. You know, the Bible says that if you wait for the Lord, that you're actually blessed. That you're in a position to be blessed, right? Because God always calls things before they are. And for those who wait on God, God says, I see you, my child. I see you, my son. I see you, my daughter. I see how you're waiting patiently for me to come through for you, right? I see how you're not forcing the situation. You're not manipulating the situation. You're trying your best to be obedient and to be patient for me to do what I want to do in your life in order to produce what I want to see happen in your life. I mean, guys know that God is doing something while you're waiting. Amen? God is doing something while you're waiting for Him. I want you to think about it right now. What are some things that you're waiting on right now? If you really think about it, maybe it's an area you need something to change in your finances. You need something to change in your personal walk with God. You need something to change in your marriage. Lord, I need something to change in my attitude. Lord, I'm in a personal funk. Right? Lord, I need something. I need healing in my body. Lord, I need something to happen in my marriage. Amen? Everybody has a need. You might be in a season right now where you're okay, but guess what? You're going to come into another season where you're going to realize you got a whole new need again. Amen? And you're going to be asking for God, Lord, do something in my situation. And you may just hear the words, wait. Amen? See, if we look throughout Scripture 
And we see that many people, they had to wait on God. How many guys read your Bibles? Amen? When you read your Bibles, you'll see that from beginning to end, people had to wait on God. If you look at Noah, he had to build his ark for 120 years, right? 120 years he was building an ark, right? God said, rain is going to come. People never heard of rain, but I want you to get busy, Noah, right? And so every day he's cutting down trees. He's shaping wood. He's getting it together, preparing this boat. Everyone say, what are you doing? Man, why don't you come to the barbecue and kick it, right? Man, I got a couple tallies. What's up? Come on, Noah. Hello. Oh, man. You guys are going to be all right. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to be all right. Don't act stuck up at church. Come on. Praise the Lord. Noah had to build constantly. And each hammer, right, whatever little tool you use, little rock or whatever he used, amen. You guys know he was waiting. And he was working while he waited for the Lord. Right? For Joseph, if you remember Joseph, he got thrown in prison unlawfully for something that he didn't even do. Right? He got thrown in prison. And what did he have to do? He had to wait on the Lord. Guess what? He could have went through some changes in prison and decided not to trust in the Lord anymore. Right? He could have said, Lord, I don't belong here. Lord, I served you. Why am I in this prison cell? Why are you taking so long? Why isn't someone coming and opening up the gate and letting me out? But Joseph had to remain in that prison cell and wait on God. If you look at the story of Abraham, Abraham was told that he was going to be the father of faith. Yet Abraham and Sarah had no children. Amen? And they were already old up in age. Right? And so it was like, man, the shop is closed, buddy. Right? And, and God said, no. No, you're going to have a child. Right? And you're going to be the father of many nations. And so Abraham had to wait. And wait, it's like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but this is what you said. And how many guys know it's when God tells you something, you hope in that word, right? When God speaks to you, it's, that's what you're holding on to, right? But in the meantime, what do you have to do? You got to wait. See, in Moses, he had to be with the Israelites for 40 years in the desert. It shouldn't have took them that long to get to the promised land. But what happened? They kept murmuring and they kept complaining about their situation. And guess what God made him do? He made him wait. How I many guys know God knows how to make you wait? Amen? He knows how to make you wait. If you look at, at King David, how I many guys know that he was anointed to be king as a young man? Right? He was anointed to be king as a young man, but it took a long time before he actually got his crown. And so during the, the time when he was anointed to be king and the time he actually took his throne... There was a waiting period. Amen? And so no matter what, that's, how the, that's the way the Lord works. He will call something into being. He will tell you something's going to happen. He will put something in your spirit. He will put a desire in your heart and make you want it. And then he will make you wait for it. Hello? You guys ain't having a revival. What's wrong? Huh? You guys, ain't, you guys ain't excited to wait? No? What's wrong? You guys ain't excited to do the Lord's will? No? <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. It's, it's hard to wait, isn't it? Waiting puts you through changes. I don't know about you, but it's put me through many changes. Amen? While you're waiting for something to happen, you're praying, you're asking God, Lord, do something. Amen? But he ain't doing it fast enough. Amen? How many guys wish you could just like get a, you know, get his cell phone number? It's like, hey, you know, I, that way I could text you, I'll message you, and call you, and have your friends call you. 
Hello. Huh? You guys know that you get a hold of God eventually, amen? But we have to understand the importance of waiting. I'm teaching you guys something good, and I hope you guys are taking it in and listening because let me tell you something. Each and every single one of you, if you think you're going to serve God, you're not going to serve God without waiting. You will wait. I promise you, you will wait. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to wait. And say, you're going to wait too. Come on now. Check this out. The importance of waiting. How many guys know that God doesn't want us to wait just because He likes to give us a hard time? How many guys know with everything that God does, He is accomplishing a purpose? Someone say purpose. purpose. He's accomplishing something. God does, doesn't do anything just to do it. Everything he does has a strategy. Everything he does has a plan. Everything he does is for a creative purpose. That way he can shape you and mold you and get some desired results. Amen? Because when God goes to work on something, how many guys know that he's going to get it? Amen? See, it's important to wait on God. Why is it important to wait on God? Check this out. God tells us for a few reasons why we need to wait and why waiting is important. Number one, God tells us to wait because if he didn't tell us to, how many guys know we wouldn't? Right? We wouldn't. How many guys know that you, you ain't going to wait around for nothing? Right? I ain't, man, miss me with that. I'm gone. I'm ghost. I'm in my car. I'm already pushing. Right? But look, but because you love God and he says wait, and because you don't want to be disobedient, you're listening to his command. It's simply because he told you to wait that you're waiting. I mean, no, somebody could tell you to wait, but if there's someone like mom, mom says, I need you to wait for me. Oh, if it was anybody else, right? <laughs> I swear I'd be gone, but because my mom told me to wait, I'm going to wait right here, and it's hot, right? And it's hot, but my mom told me to wait. How many of you guys know that the only reason some of you are going to wait is because of your love and your devotion to God? And that's going to be the only reason you wait. But it's as you wait for God, you begin to go through some changes. Another reason that it's important to wait on God is because God tells us to wait uh, because it reveals our true motives. How many of you guys know it's while you wait, your motives begin to get revealed? Amen? Because it's while you're waiting for God to answer your prayer, while you're waiting for that breakthrough, whatever it is you're waiting for, God begins to purify your motives and He gives you time to think. If that's really what you want. Amen? How I many guys know that a lot of times you're happy that God didn't answer your prayer right away? Amen? I'm glad that God told me no sometimes. I'm glad that God told me to wait. I'm glad that God told me you just need to hold up right there, son, and park for a minute. Amen? Right? And it causes me to rethink and say, what, what am I doing this for? Why am, I do why am I going through these changes? Why am I allowing, you know, I could go do whatever I want to. I'm a man! Right? I can do what I want. But because God told me, I'm sitting here and I'm waiting, right? And I don't like how it feels, but because I love God, I'm waiting. And God is beginning to do a refining process in my heart. And I begin to ask God, Lord, why do you have me waiting? I begin to conversate with God. God, why are you taking so long? I begin to go through some things and say, Lord, okay, is this really what I want? Lord, is this really what you want me to do? Because while you're waiting, you begin to ask God some questions, amen? You begin to talk to God about some things that are happening in your life. And that's exactly what God wants to happen. That's why waiting is important. See, waiting on God reveals our true motives and reveals to us whether we really want something to happen. 
Another reason it's important to wait on God is because God makes us wait because it's also to appreciate the things when they actually come. How many of you guys know if, if we're very honest, we get what we want? How many of you guys are the kind of people you get what you want? Oh, come on, man. I don't know about you, but I don't, I'm a straight hustler to get what I want. Amen? Right? I, how many guys, you know, I make it happen, Captain? Right? You make it happen, right? Right? You, when you want something, guess what? You're good. Right? You'll make it happen. But see, God, he'll make you wait. You want something and you'll try this and you're like a little mouse in a maze. Man, you hit this wall. Which way do I go? I hit that wall. Which way do I go? Right? You go all this way and that way trying to get what you want and God is just frustrating the bejesus out of you. Right? And like, Lord, what is going on? Guess what? He's making you making you want it more and more and more. So finally, when you do get it, how many guys know, whoo, that cheesecake is good. Amen? Right? Right? I don't want no half-baked cake. I want a full-baked cake. Right? I want, I want it all the way. And it's when you had to work for it and you had to wait for it. That's when it's so precious and you appreciate it. Amen? When you wait for that hand in marriage. Amen? Right? You get, to, you get to the pleasure of knowing that you're my wife. Right? When you're waiting for things to come to pass in your life and you're being, you're being patient and patiently waiting on God, how much sweeter is it when you finally get what you want and you appreciate it so much? And guess what? God develops what? A grateful heart inside of you. Guess what? I'm thankful, Lord. I'm thankful because I have this now. And Lord, it's been a long time coming. Lord, I've been wrestling with you. I've been fighting with you. I've been praying about this, God. But I chose to be obedient. I chose to stay the course, Lord. And now, finally, I get to taste the reward of my obedience. There's no sweeter taste than the sweet taste of obedience when God releases that blessing into your life. Amen? And He will make you wait because He wants to know how bad do you really want this. And once you get it, how are you going to act once you get it? Because the truth is, a lot of us are like spoiled children. Amen? Right? Once we get what we want, guess what? You don't see me in the prayer closet as much anymore. Right? I'm not at church as much anymore, right? I don't need God no more. I got what I wanted. Hello? Right? I don't need you like that. No, it's cool. You know, but I don't need you like that. No, I did when I was broken and crying. Hello? Right? When I was crying and praying, Lord, I need you. I'll give my life to you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Right? And then you get what you want. Oh, I was just, I was just kidding, Lord. I was just emotional. <laughs> right? I was just emotional. Hello? Got any emotional Christians up in the house? How many guys know that you're going to have to learn to commit? Right? And you're going to have to learn to lay that life down even when you ain't feeling it. Hello. Right? Even when you ain't feeling it. You're going to have to learn to be obedient anyways while you're waiting. He's going to make you earn it so you can appreciate it. Amen? Check this out. Another reason why waiting is so important. God tells us to wait because sometimes there is a blessing attached to the waiting. How many guys know that God is a, how many guys know God is a good God? He's a good father. And if you don't see him that way, you got to learn to start seeing him that way. 
right? But so many times we confuse the pain in life with the character of God. And so we think that he's reluctant to bless us. We think that he doesn't want to give us a good... How many of you guys know that God wants to bless you? He actually wants to bless... How many of you guys love to bless your kids? Right? You love seeing the joy on their face when you surprise them, right? Right? And a lot of times God's like this with you. It's like, just hold on. Just hold on. Trust me. I want to show you something. No, take it off. I don't understand. How come I can't take it off now? Right? Right? And you want, you want God to move now, and God is trying to surprise you with something. Right? God's trying to show you a surprise. And if you'll only be patient enough to trust that your father's heart is good, and he's not trying to get, guess what? He don't need you. He don't need what you got. He don't need your wallet. He don't need your purse. He don't need nothing from you. He don't need your obedience. He can make you. He can make you eat dirt if he wants to. He don't. He don't really need you. Hello. He's a good father. Someone say he's a good father. He's a good father, and he wants to surprise his children sometimes. And so, when you're waiting, maybe, just maybe, God wants to bless you. Maybe you just gotta keep holding off, keep holding on, keep up the good fight of faith, keep patient and keep staying obedient and waiting for God because he may have you in a season right now where you can't see and he's got that divine blindfold around your eyes because he wants to take you in the room and say surprise but so many times we never experience the joy of the surprise because we don't think he's a good father and we don't trust him in the meantime that clicking with somebody? And so we rob ourselves of a blessing because we refuse to be patient while God is telling us, hold on, hold on. And a lot of us, because we refuse, we even get mad about it. I will not wait. No one makes me wait. I want control of my life. You will not control me. And God's like, I won't control you. You can do what you want. You can do exactly what you want. I'll let you. Let me guys know he gave you a free will. Right? You have choice. Someone say choice. And with choice comes responsibility. You know how we teach our kids? Got to be responsible. Guess what? We're still kids who have to learn responsibility before the Father. Amen? We have to learn responsibility before the Father. And he says, I give you a choice. You can trust me and follow me, or you can rip the blindfold off and ruin the surprise. Amen? You guys with me this morning? All right. Is this speaking to any of you guys? All right. It's simple. It's simple stuff, but if you catch on to this, I'm teaching you spiritual knowledge, so when you're going through it, you know, after you leave this place and you go live your life, and you're going through it, and you start having questions, and you start doubting, and you start wondering what's going on, oh God, I prayed this, maybe he has you waiting. Maybe he has you waiting. Amen? And you have to ask yourself, why am I waiting? Why does he have me waiting? What does he want to do inside of me? Why, when I was expecting that phone call, I didn't get it? Or it wasn't what I thought I wanted to hear? Why? Because at the end of the day, you're not dealing with people. God uses people in your life to expose you to experiences that will cause you to reevaluate your heart. Does that make sense? Amen. 
Well, I like the sermon. <laughs> Amen. If you don't mean it, don't do it. Amen. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. Look, God makes us wait not only to appreciate things, not only because he wants to surprise us, but how many of you guys know that he's, he makes us wait in order to shape a heart of trust? He wants to develop and cultivate a heart of trust inside of us. Amen? Because how many of you guys know that we, did, we depend way, way too much on sight, on what we can see, what we can touch, what we can feel? And God wants to get you to a place where, where he says, I want you to trust me even when you can't see my hand in action. I want you to learn to trust me when you can't see me, when you can't hear me, when you can't feel me. I want you to trust me. Amen? You guys ever seen the trust fall before? You ever seen the trust fall before? Brother Mike, come here, man. Come here, brother. All right. You think Brother Mike trusts me? We're going to find out, right? Turn this way so we can hit the Pope in case I drop you. Amen. All right. When God said you can't see him, right? But he's behind you and he says, trust me, fall. Go ahead and fall, brother. Right? That's one level. He'll get you comfortable with that. Go ahead and fall again, bro. Go ahead and fall. And you're heavier than you look, bro. Amen. Right? No, no, no. You ain't done yet. Hold on. God's taking you to a new level of trust. Everyone say a new level of trust. All right. Go ahead and fall, brother. I'm going to train you on that level. One more time. Amen. You guys know that a lot of times God is developing a heart of trust inside of you. Amen. And he takes you at different levels and he says, fall. Trust me. Right? And he'll get you comfortable. He will condition you at a level of trust. Right? Little, little jumps we can make. Okay, I could do that. I could do that. That's pretty easy. Look, wee. Right? Right? And then he gets you to the next level. And you're like, and you, you know that little point where you crossed over your heart goes, <gasps> right? He'll get you to that next one. You, whoa, 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 whoa. I caught you, didn't I? Yeah, but that one was a little bit different. That one felt like you took a little bit longer than normal. I mean, guys, know God will stretch the drop in your life because he wants to teach you to trust him, not your feelings, not your, your, your emotions, not your circumstances, to trust him, even when you can't see him, even when you can't feel him, to get you to a place where he cultivates a heart of trust in your life when he has you waiting and waiting and waiting. It feels like, man, you're taking too long. And he says, drop. And that feels like a long drop. How many guys know he's not going to let you fall? Amen. He's not going to let you fall. He's developing a heart of trust inside of you. Are you guys with me this morning? Amen. And also, the reason why waiting is so important is because God is telling us to wait because he is developing a godly character inside of us. He's teaching us how to behave while we wait. How many of you guys know our behavior can get a little funny while we're waiting? Amen? If God don't give you what you want fast enough, how many of you guys know that you'll be good for a little while, but once it starts getting a little beyond your time, you start acting up. Hello? Just me? 
Am I the only one who goes, eh? Huh? I do it, man. I do it when no one's looking. Right? I cry, beat my feet on the ground. Jesus, you sin. You sin. <laughs> right? How many of you guys know that you go through some things, amen, trusting God? Because guess what? He will mess with money, right? He will, trust, he will test you in the areas of money. He will test you in the areas of your marriage where you guys don't think you're going to make it anymore. He will trust you in the areas with your children. You know, he will trust you in the areas of loved ones who are so far and gone, you don't, you don't see any hope of anything being restored anymore. He will test you in those areas to see what are you going to do. And why he does that is to develop character in your life. So you become the person that he wants you to be because God is going to test your behavior while you're waiting. Can you say amen? Listen to this quote by John Ortberg. It says, waiting is not just something we have to do until we get what we want. Waiting is part of the process of becoming what God wants us to be. God is actually shaping you to become a certain type of person. He's developing you and molding you. Want to know why? To make you trustworthy so he can give you more. I mean, guys, no, you're not going to give your kids more money than you trust them with. Hello, right? You guys know God ain't going to give you more than he can trust you with. If he knows that as soon as you get this, you're, you're going to become irresponsible, why is he going to give it to you? Makes sense, right? You know that your whole Christian life is a trust. You wonder, God, you own, you own the cattle on a thousand hill. Why can't you just send a check in the mail? Can I tell you something? I get checks in the mail. Out of the blue. Out of the blue, I get checks in the mail. I'm at a point right now where I just, you know, almost 10 years of employment, I just lost my job. They just laid off the whole, the whole place. Everything shut down the building, they're selling everything. Right? Guess what? Man, that makes me go through some changes because I'm, I'm the kind of guy who I have to work. I need to work. It like kind of tells me I'm okay. You know what I mean? It does something, you know? And so it's putting me through a test now. But right before, I want to share, I want to share a little bit of a testimony. Right before, my old boss, they laid him off. And I remember he used to talk to me. He goes, man, what are you doing? Because he lives in Visalia. He goes, you got your little church going? Go, yeah, yeah, over there by the old, oh, those good, those people need it. And, right? Yeah, we need it, right? But, you know, and I never thought he really cared. I thought he was just being nice, right? And then he came uh, a couple weeks ago. He came to my work. And someone told me, the, the Greg, the old boss, was asking about you. And he's like, he's up there. You know, he's got, he got money, you know. And I saw that, what did he ask about me for? And he's like, well, he said he wanted to talk to you. Okay, well, he can't fire me. He don't work here no more, so I guess I'm all right, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, even radar goes, well, what do you want, right? And he goes, hey, how's your church going? I said, it's, it's going good, man. We're plugging along. I showed him pictures of faces of meth. I showed him pictures of you guys worshiping. I show him, you know, I said, look at my little carpet. It's cute, huh? Right? <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I, I know. It's like, I'm proud of it, though. It's ours. Amen? Right? And he goes, here, man. He goes, I go to the big church. He goes, this ain't nothing to him, but I think it'll help you. Hands me $1,000. Just like that. And that was, that was God's way. And guess what? Can I tell you a little secret? We didn't have enough money to pay the rent here. We didn't have it because we just didn't have it. And God showed me his faithfulness. 
Amen? You got to know God still does that kind of stuff. But it, it, takes, it takes you coming to a place where you fully trust Him, where you are living for Him. It's not just kind of like a side project. I got my real life, and then, you know, I, I mess with God a little bit on the side, right? No, I fully live for you, Lord. I live by your word. I fully live. Lord, if you don't come through, if you're not who you say you are, I'm going to fall on my face. Lord, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose everything that I've worked for if you don't come through and take care of me. Lord, this is your church. It's not my church. And he does little things like that. He said, I got you. I'm right here. Don't trip. Right? So when I got the hit that I was getting laid off, guess what? God beat him to the punch. Let him know I'm with you. Don't trip. Amen? And that begins to develop a heart of trust and character where now you begin to live boldly for God. Where I can speak to God. I can look a man in his eyes and say, bro, God will do this for you. You know what I'm saying? I can look at someone in their eyes and say, God will do it for you, Miriam. God will do it for you, Louis. God will do it for you, Julie. God will do it for you. I know I'm a living testimony of what God can do with someone who will wait for him, Andre. What God will do for someone who trusts in him and puts their whole life in his hands and say, I'm willing to look stupid for you, Lord. You think I haven't had firm conversations with God? Saying, Lord, I feel stupid. I feel like I look stupid. Lord, what am I doing? What are you doing, Lord? What are you trying to accomplish? Look at all these churches around here, Lord. Why? Why? He says, because I want to use you. I picked you, hand chosen you, handcrafted you for the task. And you're going to raise up a bunch of people who are handcrafted for the task of reaching people just like you. And so, I'm telling you right now that you may be waiting, but while you're waiting, God is at work. He's shaping you. He's molding you. He's developing a heart of trust within you. So when he wants to take you to the next level, you ain't tripping. He's developing a heart of gold inside of you, a character inside of you that says, I stand by my decision, not by my emotion." I stand by my will to say yes to God, not by my circumstances that tell me my life is falling apart. I choose to honor you, Lord. I choose to serve you, Lord. I will be faithful to you because I know that you'll be faithful to me and you always come through. And you say amen. The other day after prayer, Sister Clarissa she wasn't feeling good at prayer and she went home a little bit and then got a phone call I need to go to the ER so the sisters get up my wife Miriam and Jasmine they, they go and they they spend hours with her there my wife did I'm like looking up you know she didn't she texts me let me know they're still there I'm like okay she come home at four in the morning I'm like man what you know what's up like she still didn't get seen they they, you know, gave her some medication for now and sent her home because they said she would still have to wait another 10 hours. 
to be seen by the doctor. You guys know, walking with God is like being in an emergency waiting room sometimes. I remember one time my gallstones were acting up. And man, I couldn't even fake it no more. I mean, I'm crawling all over the chair. I'm like, I, you know, I, you get to a point, you kind of lose dignity. Like, oh, I don't get out my face, man. I don't even, I'm not even Christian right now. Right? <laughs> I'm not even Christian right now. Watch out, because I'll cuss you. You better watch out. Amen? Let me see how mad you get. Don't act like you're perfect. You probably cussed yesterday. Come on. I don't make a practice of it, amen. But I tell you what, when you're in enough pain, you feel like saying some things. Hello. See, one thing that, as I was thinking about the emergency room and how it's real parallel to waiting on God, you see a lot of different types of people in that emergency room for a lot of different reasons. And some people just got there, and you ask, how long have you been here? Four hours. How long have you been here? Six hours. How long have you been here? Four at night. You said there was someone there from 3 p.m. They were still there waiting. They didn't have enough beds. They didn't have enough help. But one thing about the emergency room, when you're in that waiting room, one thing you learn, because you're like, man, they don't care. And sometimes they don't. Amen. Sometimes the reality is the only reason you're in that ER is because you're in a lot of pain. You're not dying. And for a lot of us, we run to God's emergency room and we trip out on Him because we're in pain. And I've got to know when you're in pain, it messes with, with your time. A little, fit, a little bit feels like a long time. Amen? And when you're in God's emergency room and you're banging, don't you care about me? Open the door, I'm in pain, I'm hurting. This is not a life. This is not a life or death situation. You're hurting. You're not dying. Amen? And for a lot of people, they go to the ER because of fear. Just in case. They know they're not dying, but just in case they think something's wrong with them. And so they want to check it out because they don't know. Especially you get on Google by yourself, man. You end up, oh, I'm dying, right? <laughs> Watch out for Google. It'll mess you up, amen? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dying. <gasps> Mama, I'm dying, right? You run to that emergency room just tripping. Like, man, what's wrong with me? I don't, I don't, why is that feeling there, right? You guys know that when you're in the, God's waiting room, you don't know what's going on can't make sense out of the situation and fear causes your mind to begin to get your imagination just to start projecting the worst case scenarios this is going to happen I'm going to lose my job I'm going to lose my house I'm going to lose my my wife's going to get mad at me all these different things right what's going to happen and this fear begins to take over and God says I want you to not live by fear. I want you to live by faith while you're waiting. Because as you live by faith, I'm going to do a work inside of you. And I'm going to begin to shape you. And I'm going to begin to mold you. And make you into that person that I want you to be. And you're going to learn that you could take a whole lot more pain 
than you ever thought you could. A lot of people use that verse, well, God will never give you more than you can handle. Amen. That's a Bible verse. Amen. You guys know it's true. But what you think you can handle and what you actually can handle are worlds apart sometimes. And God will condition you and stretch you and pull you and push you and begin just to do a work inside your life. And he won't leave you in that comfortable spot. He just begins to mold you and just press on you and puts you on that potter's wheel and just begins to turn you and to shape you just right. Starts taking things out of your life. Take that dirt. Take those sticks out of you, right? Do that wet clay and he throws water on you. He begins to mold you, right? And when you flop because you mess up because you don't want to wait and you thing collapses, he gets you and puts you back on there again and begins to run the wheel again and begins to shape you and begins to mold you. Leo, it's like video games, brother. It's like you, you fail that level, guess what? You got to go right back to that level and do it all over again. Amen? You guys will go ahead and stand on your feet right now. You guys know what it's like to be in the waiting room. You're waiting. Some of you haven't even shared some of the things that are in your heart with anybody. There's things inside your heart you're waiting on. And for some of you, you're even making private threats in your heart. Private threats to God. Private threats against your spouse. Private threats against people in your life. That if things don't work out the way I want them to, I got a plan B and a plan C. Don't think you're all I got. How many guys know that God wants to get you to a place where you have no plan B? You have no plan C. You have no other option. You burnt the bridges behind you and said, Lord, I'm all in. If you want me to wait, I will wait. If you want me to be still, I'll be still. You want me to quit fighting with you, Lord? I can't promise that, but I promise, Lord, I won't run from you. And I'll stay right here and allow you to do the work that only you can do in my life. Isaiah said that for those who wait on the Lord, he'll renew your strength and give you strength and mount up like eagles, like wings of eagles, and you begin to soar. I mean, guys, know that God will send a second and a third wind into your life. When you feel like you're tired, you feel like you're kind of fed up with the God thing, you kind of feel like, you know, I don't know if I want to really keep serving him, you know, I'll go to church or whatever, but you guys know God don't do church. He does heart. He don't do church. He don't care that you come to church. Where's your heart? Will you love me? Will you trust me? Will you get into my word? Will you listen to what I have to say? Will you allow me to do my work? If that's you right now, I just want you to go ahead and just bow your head. Amen. We can go ahead and hit those likes.